Hello, you are listening to the Bethel Atlanta Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com. Thank you. All right. (laughs) Y'all are awesome. Oh, it's really fun to be here. <laughs> I've never preached in a tent. This is exciting, you know? It's my tent debut. It's only been here nine months. Fine, finally time. <laughs> um, you know, I just feel crazy honored to get to speak with you. Um, I'd say once a month in a staff meeting, we look at each other and we're like, we worship with crazy, radical lovers of Jesus. <laughs> like, I mean, this is the most pleasant weather we've worshiped in in nine months. <laughs> it's like, thank you, Jesus. I know I've been gearing myself up for two weeks to, to preach in the heat, but the Lord, he just, he loves us. <laughs> and, you know, I, but we just think so regularly, we pinch ourselves, like, people are driving, people are sacrificing to be here. People are worshiping outdoors in a tent and walking across the lake. And we're just honored. I'm just honored. I, you know, I, I've been here since the beginning and know so many of you and have rubbed so many shoulders. And, and there's just a wealth in this room. Like the people that are on your left and right are just deep wells. And so I'm excited to get a share with you. Um, so I'll dive right in. Um, I asked the Lord two weeks ago, I was just taking laps around the property, and, and I asked him, I said, what do you want me to share about? And, uh, and I, I heard him say, uh, your life is your message. And I said, okay. And, uh, and I kept asking, and I kept looking, and, and a week and a half later, I was like, oh, I probably should go back to where I last heard him, because I wasn't getting anything else except your life is your message. And, uh, and so I said, okay. And so I felt the Lord really strongly say, I want you to break off a piece of your life and just share it. And, uh, and the piece that I'm going to share today is part of my uh, journey to emotional health. And, uh, <laughs> and it's a vulnerable one, it's a, it's, but it's part of my story. And so that's the part that I'm going to just kind of angle angle toward, because I felt the Lord say that um, in our journey, he's so in our journey, and, and it's just a process with him. And so, here we go. Um, he highlighted 2 Corinthians 3.18, and it says, and we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. So we are being transformed into his image. We're being transformed into more of his likeness. And um, it's an eternal process because we serve and love an eternal God. And so we've never arrived. (laughs) We've never finished growing. Um, And it's a journey. And it's not about the destination. It's totally He's in it with us through the whole journey. And so uh, when he said, your life is your message, he was basically telling me, just share some stories. And uh, so I'm just going to share a few stories and kind of tell 
the lies that accompanied those and the truths that we replaced in the process. So here we go. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I have this vivid memory of being in ninth grade and jogging around a PE soccer field. And uh, I was jogging with this kid and he was probably the least uh, liked kid in our class and, uh, and he was super sad. <laughs> And one day we're jogging and he's next to me and he looks over, his name is Chuck. So Chuck looks over and he said, Lauren, how are you so happy? And I really wish I could tell y'all that I just like delivered the message of the good news of Jesus. <laughs> that I led him to the Lord and just he had an encounter and, you know, I really wish that was the end of the story, but it wasn't. Um, I, I just kind of shrugged it off. And in my deep innermost being, I felt like, oh, I really wish that what you see, like that I felt this deep happiness. Like I really wish I, I had that. And I felt the Lord just knew that I needed this indicator of need in my life. Like his question caused an indication like, oh, that's something that I'm missing. I, I got to find, I'm on a quest, on a journey toward that. And, uh, and and uh, the, the lie that I was under as a, as a 15-year-old or whatever was just fake it till you make it. Like, you're gonna, you'll eventually get happy. You'll, you know, just do the stuff or say the right things and you'll get there. And the truth is in Proverbs. It's in Proverbs 4.23. Guard your heart for fr from it throw, flow wellsprings of life. And um, the passion says something about paying attention to the welfare of your inmost being for from that flows the wellspring of life. And so this was just a beautiful invitation of the Holy Spirit that said, hey, you're about to be on a journey um, of your inmost being. <laughs> and I loved what mom shared this morning from Song of Solomon. In, in Song of Solomon 8, she shared, uh, I awakened your innermost being. And that's just an invitation from our Lord. And it came in the form of just a kid and me running around PE track. And I forget almost everything. So, like, it's novel that I remember that one story. <laughs> it was so random. And just this little tidbit of time. But it was such an indicator of a need that I didn't know existed. And uh, so I want to fast forward to college. Um, and uh, in college, um, you know... I had a great college experience. I went to Georgia Tech and, and uh, did all the great college fun things. And honestly, <laughs> honestly, okay, I digress. Um, I, I, so I, I was dating this guy one day, and one day he was, I was just, like, it felt as if depression hit me over the side of the face. Like, out of nowhere, I just got hit with depression. And it was intense and real, and I didn't know what to do with it. And, and on one side, I was like, this is ridiculous. You're leading this wonderful college life. Like, I lived in the city. I had a great family. I loved, I've, I had people that I loved and loved me. And I had a dog. Like, I just lived this great college life. <laughs> Do not tell my children I had a dog in college. We are holding the line to not get a dog right now. So <laughs> they would not be cool. So I had this wonderful life and it was just, and out of the, I mean, seriously out of the blue, I'm just hit with this feelings of just sorrow and, 
and I couldn't even equate where they came from. And, um, and so my boyfriend at the time, he's like, I don't really know how to help you. And he just, he's like, I'm taking you home to your parents. <laughs> so <laughs> he drove me home one night and just was like, here. <laughs> and, uh, and I love my parents. Uh, they, just, they just basically said, we're going to attack this from every angle. Like, we're going to go after this until you're better and you're healed. And so we did everything, like literally everything we could think of. Um, I dropped half my classes, which was wonderful. It made college even better. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we, did, we just prayed. We gathered prayer warriors around me. Um, we actually went up to my house in State Street, and uh, we, we anointed the doors with oil. We like, prayed over the house. We, um, we went and saw a psychiatrist, and he prescribed some medication, and, and started taking medication, and, uh, and then we also went to, sent me to Pleasant Valley, which I don't really know much about it now, 20 years later, but um, back then, it was this wonderful place for healing of all sorts, um, and it was kind of a laborious healing process, <laughs> like, so it was 200 people in a room for a whole week. And 12-hour days of just, like, speaking the truth over you and speaking scripture over you. And, I mean, you know, it was intense. <laughs> and uh, people were on their deathbed, like, next to me, literally. Uh, they had cots and lawn chairs, and they had a week left to live. And there were other people that were just had crazy severe allergies and everything in between, all, all around, around. And so um, I remember... The last day, it was an intense week, and I took a friend that was not familiar with any of our world spiritually, because <laughs> she needed breakthrough too, and so that was an interesting process. <sighs> Might not do that one again. But uh, so, by the end of it, the last day we're there, and, and the process was great. I mean, you know, it was, it was CD worship followed by hours of teaching, and, um, but the Lord was in, the pl- was in it, and at the end... We got grouped in these groups of four people, very randomly, you know, they prayed over everybody and said, here's your four people, go minister together to each other. So I'm in a group with four random ladies, and we sit in a circle, and they say, minister to the person on your right, and you eventually all get ministered to and receive ministry. And, uh, and it was as if God ordained that circle of people more than any perfect administrator designing it could have ever done. And I honestly had the answer to the person on my right who had the answer to the person on her right and so forth. The last lady was like severely allergic to wool and everything else. People came here with environmental allergies. They couldn't go outdoors or anything. And so she had trauma and had this uh, allergy to wool. And at the end of the ministry time, she was like rubbing it all over, rubbing a wool sweater that somebody had gifted her all over her face and not having a reaction and just having crazy breakthrough. It was so amazing and beautiful. And I felt the Lord heal me in that moment of ministry. And, um, and I came home and they say, don't, don't stop taking medication to talk to your doctor. And I would never tell you to do otherwise, but I did otherwise. And, um, I just stopped taking my medication and I felt totally healed, like totally healed. And, um, and all I was hoping for when I was feeling so depressed was just relief. And, and I felt relief and I felt happy. And, and I was just reminded of that girl 
as, as a 15-year-old. Um, but the lie that came in was, you have no right to feel this way. Like, look at your life. Why do you, you can't feel this way. You've got a dog, you know? Like, you shouldn't feel this way. And the truth is, like, are we being kind to ourselves? What is the voice that we're hearing? Is it the voice of the compassionate Jesus who walks up to Lazarus' tomb, like Jen spoke of last week, and just sat with his friends and wept? <laughs> That's the voice that we're supposed to be hearing, not the lie that said, aren't you over this? You don't have a right to feel this. And um, so I just encourage us, what voice are we listening to and what lens are we seeing where we are through? Because that wasn't the lens of Jesus. It wasn't anywhere close. Um, and uh, in 2 Corinthians 4, it says, 16 to 18, for this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond comparison as we look not to things that are seen but to the things that are unseen. For the, things that are for the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. And that's just what the Lord is inviting us to, is, an, is he speaking to our innermost being and transforming it and renewing it day by day. Um, he's awakening the innermost being. And so... More indicators along my process. Uh, I was running again. It's funny. Um, but I was running again at Panama City Retreat one day. And um, another student, she said, you're the healthiest person I know. And I, in my internal, I said, oh, no, no, you're not, you're not right. Uh, I said, it's funny, these like little indicators, they ping me. I'm like, oh, there's something missing. And I knew based on her interpretation, my heart was crying out for a depth of like wholeness and um, emotional health. And I would never have even asked her that as a 15 year old. I didn't even know what that word meant. Um, and, and, she, and I was like, okay, I want a mind, body, and soul health. Like my inner, my, my whole being to be wholehearted. And so that, uh, that little comment was another indicator that just pushed me toward another experience with the Lord. And, and uh, it was a conversation that prompted it, and it was at the office, and it was probably four years ago, and, uh, and it was Justin and a friend of Justin's from out of town, and they're talking to me, and I just felt this emptiness, and it was just rising up, and had these moments of anger that I didn't understand. I was like, where is this coming from? Later I realized it was just masking many other emotions. But, um, but the, guy, the friend, he said, he, he asked me, he's like, well, you want to do something about that? <laughs> and as I'm thinking of that story this week, I realized the friend was you, Dan. I know. <laughs> but in my memory, I didn't know who you were. You were this random friend from far away. <laughs> but then... <laughs> And I remember the question. I'm like, Dan asked me that all the time. Oh, it was Dan. <laughs> yes, I want to do something about that. <laughs> so, um, 
So that like just propelled me into this journey of emotional health that I didn't even know what it looked like or needed or what was missing. And, um, and it looked like me meeting with Justin a lot and counseling sessions. And man, if you have not experienced our counseling department here, it's a, it's a treasure. So check it out. But, um, you know, I never, like, I didn't even know it was okay to have a need, <laughs> like an emotional need. I, you know, I, I, I just was like, oh, I can, I can have that need? <laughs> like, um, I, was, I was okay solving all my wants or needs practically, but, oh, I have an emotional need. Like, I kind of prided myself on being very low maintenance <laughs> emotionally. Um, I don't even know if that exists, but it was a pride of mine, so <laughs> it existed here in my heart. Um, I honestly just never knew what wholehearted living could look like. I didn't know what authenticity could release in my life. I didn't know what vulnerability could break open for me. I didn't know what self-compassion could do. Like, be kind to yourself. You don't speak like that to other people. <laughs> what are you saying to yourself? You didn't know what gratitude could unlock. And so... You know, if you're sitting in counseling for a year and a half, <laughs> the lie that kind of crept in was, hurry up <laughs> and move, up, move past this. This is a long time. And the Lord is so gracious. Um, I've had little, little problems with my hand for over a year. And how much sense does it make for me to yell at my hand to hurry up and heal? Like, my hand's not going to get any better by me saying, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, <laughs> like, Nothing, nothing evolves. And so the Lord, it's just a process with him. And he, he works on a different timetable. Like he really, I, I don't think he understands my timetable at all, honestly. Uh, but, you know, uh, in Philippians 1.6, it says, he that began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And uh, I, I just keep loving the tra Passion Translation also. But he said, um, I'm fully convinced that the one who began this glorious work in you will faithfully continue the process of maturing you and will put the finishes, finishing touches on it until the unveiling of our Lord. It's such a beautiful process if we let it be. <laughs> if we don't hurry it up. <laughs> hurry up already. Be done. Be done with this. You should be way over this. You should have arrived. You're way too old for this. Somebody else got through that problem 20, at 25 and you're at 35 working through that problem. How are you, how are you still there? You, you dealt with this before. Oh, actually not. He's taking me from glory to glory. Like he actually is building a history with me of just digging my roots deep in him. You know, he's my home. And in the process, I'm just digging deep into him, being in my, to be, me being in him and him and me and resting in him and, and laying back and being patient. <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful process if you let it be. <laughs> you know, uh, Psalms 23 is one of those classics, classic verses. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. Um, Bill was talking about this in one of his recent messages, Bill Johnson. 
And he said the soul here represents your whole person. And um, he restores me completely, not partially. He restores all of me completely. And Psalms 23 continues that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Your darkest situation is a table of fellowship. Your darkest situation is a table of encounter and invitation from the Lord. If you just, if I just change my perspective and say, Lord, you're inviting me into something really special. This is really rough. But you're on the other side. You're in the middle. You're behind me, in front of me, on the other side of this. And I'm just, I'm just digging my roots real deep. <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, he believes in the good work he's done in you. So when he leads you, <laughs> when he leads you, he trusts that you have what it takes. He trusts that he's developed and poured into you and you've built a deep well with him. Um, he doesn't create the evil at all. But uh, Bill said the longest way through a trial is without the lordship of Jesus. <laughs> so if you want to keep going, <laughs> just don't, don't pay attention to that lordship of Jesus. So the moment I cling to his lordship <laughs> is the moment I just start taking steps in that process with him. And so what started in the tire shop offices with Justin and Dan of this emptiness or this feeling of there's more, there's something missing, you know, why is anger a response when really it's just hurt? Or why is anger a response when that's not, that's not the true emotion that's going on. It's just a, it's an easy cover for whatever is really deep down there. Um, and I got to replace that with wholehearted living. I replaced that with self-compassion. I replaced it with being self-aware. Um, and it was just another step from glory to glory. Like, I just keep looking back at that 15-year-old running around that soccer field. Like, I didn't know what wholehearted living was. And I knew the Lord was taking me on this journey, and he's inviting us. But we don't see the full picture. He's just inviting us to the next spot, the next level of his goodness. The next level of his goodness is revealed to me. You know, another milestone, it hit um, about six months ago. This one feels very fresh. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, so I'd say six months ago, I, uh, I was kind of reaching the end of my rope in some ways, and uh, I just felt I had been living for probably eight months prior under crazy anxiety. And I don't think I'd lived like that. I mean, I went through Georgia Tech and I'm not really an engineer. <laughs> that was anxiety. But this is like whole new levels. And, um, and uh, you know, like wake up in the middle of the night, 3 a.m. Okay, I'm fine. Nothing's going on. I'm fine. <laughs> like those kind of wake you out of a deep sleep feelings. Um, like I was in a consistent state of being overwhelmed. And uh, it was really, really hard. And um, the anxiety felt like I was on the verge of something like, I need to really take care of this because this is getting too much. And, uh, you know, I, I found myself watching TV. And an hour later, I'd be like, 
oh my gosh, I just felt peace for an hour. Like I totally was escaping on purpose, you know. And uh, it was just this really hard season. And six months ago, I kind of realized, oh, something has to change. <laughs> and, uh, and the lie that crept in right away was, oh, you've already learned this. Why are you here again? Like, are you broken? <laughs> like, and, and it's such a lie from the pit of hell. <laughs> like, we were born to overcome. We, I was born to run into battles, not run away from them. And it was this, it was this invitation yet again for more of his glory and goodness to show in my life. It was an invitation of the Lord to say, oh, there's so much more. There's so much more. And, and, uh, and, and I'm not going to be afraid of a battle. Like, I'm going to run into it. And, and I just found this depth of peace building after I came to the realization that I really needed to do something about it. Uh, that, like, Lord, I'm going to start building my history with you my history of full reliance on you, my, you know, um, and and that overwhelmed feeling then gets replaced. <laughs> that anxiety gets replaced by coming fully alive. Like I feel more alive at the end of this journey or coming out of this journey. Um, I feel more whole. I feel like I'm victorious. Like I can and will overcome. I'm an overcomer. And, you know, as I was just praying last night and thinking through this, I was reminded that everyone is at a different stage of their journey. And, and that's, that's hard to preach to sometimes. I'm thinking, okay, I might be coming out of the other side and feeling victorious and feeling like he's called us overcomers. And you might be smack dab in the middle. <laughs> like we're just all somewhere different because we all live beautifully different lives. And, um, and, and I was just kind of struggling with that going to bed. And, uh, and I received an email from Chris Vallotton's blog that gets sent out regularly. So it came to me right when I was going to bed, and so I read it. And he was just speaking of, he just reminded me of like that verse, Ephesians 3.20. He's able to do exceedingly more than we ask or imagine. No matter where we are in our journey, he will do exceedingly more than we ask or imagine. And uh, in Psalms 126, it says, if you're mourning now, one day you're going to reap in joy. So there's, this, is, this is not the end. <laughs> we are on this journey from now until eternity that the Lord's invited us into a, a journey with him. And it looks like finding your home in him and finding your peace in him and finding your hope in him and that his that he is the only one able to do exceedingly more than we ask or imagine. And uh, in Matthew it says, with man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. And I just said, okay, God, that's the answer. Like, we can be at any stage in our journey, and no, no matter how tough or wonderful or if we're jumping into a process or we're jumping into a trial or we're coming out of the other side victorious. He is just saying that with man, this is impossible. With God, all things, all things, all things. Don't exclude your own thing right now. 
all things are possible. And, and even when our, we were praying this morning, Dan was praying and he started the service by saying, there's an impartation of hope in the room. Like there is sometimes just the, the waiting for the and suddenlies. So as much as I believe that the Lord is building something and growing deep roots and taking us through a process and doesn't live on our timetable, I also believe he's the God of the end suddenly. And then in an instant, hope can enter your life. In an instant, your whole situation can change. And so he's the both and God. I don't, you know, it, it depends. <laughs> and it's awesome. He gets to do what he wants and we figure out why later. And... <laughs> later, maybe, maybe. Um, and, and these processes, they make us so rich. Like, I, I'm not the same 15-year-old, thank you, Jesus, that I was running around the track. And, and I'm not even the same girl 10 years ago that was running in Panama City and just wishing my emotional health felt anywhere near healthy. Um, but I also think that the Lord is just no, he doesn't respect time like I do, or he does. He just, I just don't respect it like he does, probably. He, it's his, it, you know, <laughs> yeah, I laugh because I, I grew, uh, I raised golden retrievers growing up, and dog years are different than human years, like, you know, one adult year is like seven dog years, and it's just, they just live at a different pace than we do. <laughs> like, I, the Lord he just, I just think he looks from eternity and he's like, oh, this is just a blimp, a blip in time. That's, it feels so real and so hard and so many months and so much, so much. And he's just like, oh, look how much they're growing. <laughs> look at that little blip in time. Look how they're growing. <laughs> I'm so proud of who they're becoming. I'm so proud that they're going to keep becoming, they're going to keep growing it feels like eternity to them, but it's so not. <laughs> like, I've been, I've been just listening and loving Jason Upton these days. And one of those songs he wrote, I think Ben Smith wrote it with him. You're home to me. You're patient and kind. You're peace, peace to me. You're never failing. Oh, like, in all these processes, in all this journey, he's our home. You know... <laughs> The destination is not really important to anybody. It's, it's, the, it's the journey with him. He, uh, his goodness is that what I thought <laughs> was the destination of my ninth grade run, wanting to just be happy, was not even close to my destination today. <laughs> it required me to stay in the process, to be healed from depression, it required me to uncover another layer of his goodness. And that girl running at PCB 10 years ago, or five years ago, missing a piece of emotional health, that, that was just another invitation to a layer of his goodness. It was another invitation so that says, oh, like there's more of me than you even know. There's more, more goodness in every layer that I uncover. And, it, you know, it led me to another layer of his goodness this past season where I felt like anxiety was 
was controlling me and uh, overwhelmed feelings just dominated my day. But it, was not, it wasn't that. It was another layer of him revealing his goodness. It was another layer that he said, oh, you're just an overcomer. You're just victorious. You get to find out how. Like this is your journey to figure out how victorious you are. This is your journey. Happiness used to be my goal. <laughs> but it was such a tiny step in this process to the more of his goodness that he keeps peeling back layers to. Like, oh, look, I'm better than you think. Look, I'm still better than you think again. <laughs> Brent said when I told him I was preaching about it, he said, yeah, it's like, it's like the, the wife I wanted to have as a seven-year-old. Like, I'm so much better than that girl. I don't even know who she is. <laughs> I just am confident I'm better than she was for him. But you don't even know the layers of what God has for us. And Graham Cook has this quote, and it said, if you're going to go do anything significant for God, you will need to submit your life to the process. And uh, it's just an invitation. <laughs> We're in it no matter what. <laughs> it's just our approach to it that makes it terrible or wonderful. <laughs> it's, we're diving in. It's our approach that makes it a year or five years. <laughs> so we're there. <laughs> um, his goodness is just so huge. His faithfulness. He's the most faithful one. He's so faithful. The outcome to every trial, every challenge, is him revealing more of his goodness. It's just, he's just that good. He's that good. Um, he's good enough not to give you that destination right away. Because if I could have snapped my finger... And, and kicked anxiety to the curb overnight, would I, have, would I have learned what he was trying to teach me? Would I be able to, at any instant, sit back on his lap and just be like, okay, no, you're the peace. You're my peace. You're, you're here. You're holy. You know, that feeling doesn't control me. <laughs> That's a lie of the enemy. That's shame speaking. Whatever it is, I'm going to punch that in the face. Like, that's just a... You know, whatever it is. And when he wants to, he does. When he wants to do the end suddenly, praise the Lord, he does. Um, he, but he's all about revealing his goodness in the process. And so even in today, I'm thinking, I have many milestones behind me and many more ahead. <laughs> like the natural Lauren wants to snap my finger and be done and come right away. But... Looking back, I'm so grateful for the process. And so um, I just want to pray for us. Um, yeah, so if this, I, I think I just want to pray, if this is like speaking to your spirit, or if you feel like there's something in you that just doesn't have a grace for the process, or just is feeling like they've lost hope, I'll pray for both the, we'll just pray for that. So if you want to stand up, just get in the receiving mode. And
God. <laughs> I'm just grateful for who you are. I'm so grateful that you're so kind and so good. I'm grateful that your goodness supersedes all of my expectations. I'm grateful that your goodness is unveiled over and over and over again, and it never gets old. I'm grateful for the layers of your goodness. God, I'm grateful that in the process, you're just digging a deep well with me. I'm grateful. I just, I just pray that in the process, Lord, that in whatever process we are in, that you just dig such deep roots in our, in our souls, in our spirits, in our spirit man, that you are just building a history with us that is an overcomer, that is a victorious warrior, that you're calling us victorious, that you're so holy. Lord, we just, we just embrace the process. We embrace it because you have us here for a reason. We embrace it because your outcome is better than we thought. We embrace it because your outcome is better than we even hoped for. And God, I just ask for restoration of hope in the room. I just speak to where hope is lost for it to come back right now. We just ask for the and suddenly with the spirit, like with the hope right now, that you are a God of hope. <laughs> you are a God of faith. And we need that hope to build our faith. God, I just, I just release hope in the room. I just pray for a wellspring of hope and joy. And I thank you that you are here to awaken our innermost being. You're so good, Jesus. We love you. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To stay connected with Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com.